Hi, this is Maurice LaMarche, and uh, that name will mean nothing to you, nor the sound of my voice, unless I become the brain from TV's Pinky in the Brain, or Calculon, the star of all my circuits from Futurama. Oh, uh, he is a bottle, so from Futurama. Puny human, this is Morbo the Newscaster. On tonight's news, you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I will destroy you. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leon, monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a great show scheduled for you. Hey, it's been a long day, you know. Today, today you're Sasquatch. Yeah, today I'm Sasquatch. Uh, Benjamin. <laughs> well, you know, you hit, you hit the right buttons, but you fumbled the words. Yeah. It's okay, though. We don't yeah. mind. You know, um, I'm excited for tonight's show. I mean, the gentleman tonight is doing amazing things, amazing things. Um, I'm not going to bore you with any details. I'm going to let Jeff and Leo and Jeffrey um, deal with all that. So (laughs) happy Wednesday. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no worries. No worries. You know, I didn't get a chance beforehand uh, because I'm probably going to screw it all up. Uh, it's Jeffrey Sitkov? Sitkov, yes. Sit, Sitkov. Okay, so I did say it right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, we, we were busy. We were busy backstage trying to get some IT uh, issues figured out. Um, yep. Unfortunately, we couldn't get his camera figured out, but we can hear him, so that's fine. We'll, we'll just have to fly with it. We'll, we'll fly with that. You know what I mean? I saw enough pictures of him doing some research anyway. I don't need to see him. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jeff. Uh, you know? But he, he is on a Mac. I, uh, I run Mac myself, so I, I know the permissions can be a little finicky at times. You know, they want everything to be ultra safe, so they lock down a lot of stuff. So, Right, right. Is he, can he still hear us? Absolutely. Yep, okay. There you are. Okay. So, um, first, I want to say you are doing some fantastic, fabulous work. Thank you. You know, um, I had never heard about this program before, and I started reading up on it. Uh, And, you know, the first question that popped into my head is, why isn't this national? Well, you know, the homeless youth situation, it's an epidemic in America today. People really have no idea there's so many homeless kids in America. There's 4.2 million homeless youth in America today. And really, the youth that we work with are the transitional age youth between the age of 17 and 25. That is the most underserved of the entire homeless population. You hear about the vets, you hear about the families, you hear about the adults that are homeless, you rarely ever hear about the youth that are homeless. But there's 4 million youth on the streets. And always people ask me, I've been doing this 22 years, they ask me, why are these kids on the streets? You know, why are kids going to the streets? 90% of the youth we work with come from youth that are, come from such dysfunctional families. Their parents are mentally ill. Their parents are drug addicts. They're alcoholics. They come from such abusive situations. It's actually safer for them to be on the streets than in their home. And 40% of the youth nationally are LGBTQ+. And when they come out and tell their parents they're gay, they throw them on the streets. Today, in 2024, this is still going on. Right. Yeah, no, it's not uh, It's not good. I mean, you know, at that age bracket, the 17 to 25, uh, they, I, I think they kind of just get forgotten because technically people are like, well, you're an adult. Get a job. Do you think, you know what I mean? They're not looking at the history and why they end up there. And they might be, quote, 17, 18, 19 years old. But emotionally, they might be 13 or 14 years old because, truthfully, their parents have not given them the coping skills and given them the, 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 the principles that we learn as a kid on how to succeed in, in, in life. These kids are literally, once they're on the streets, they have no idea and they don't trust anybody because they've been taken advantage of by every adult that they've ever met. And uh, it's very hard. You have to gain their trust very quickly. And if you do... We've helped now over 2,800 homeless kids, transitional age kids, get housing, and many of them become self-sufficient as a result of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, so, and, so, and um, 
you know, I wanted to throw out there that, uh, you know, I've known Ben a long time and he can attest to this. Uh, between the age of, I'd say, 20 to 24, that's exactly where I was. I was out on the street. I was sleeping on friends' couches. I was trying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to the box behind 7-Eleven kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Um, that to me, you know, it wasn't necessarily dysfunctional family. That was drug issues. And that's a major problem in today's world too. Yeah. Most of these youth, most of them, once they're on the street for a day or two, they want to get the hell out of the streets, but they're there because they have to be there. They don't mm-hmm. want to be there. Most of them, you know, you have 10% of the kids nationally are the travelers. They want to be, you know, have the freedom and, you know, see the world, but the 90% of the youth that we're talking about are throwaway kids, kids that don't want to be in the streets, but they're on the streets because they have to be. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a hard nut to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, Lee, Leo, you were going to say something. Uh, <laughs> let me try <laughs> Jeff's question. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, we know that the the homeless situation is getting worse, you know, especially with like the economy as well. And, you know, like you mentioned, dysfunctional families uh, for somebody that is, you know, about to find themselves on the street or thinking about that. Uh, what advice would you give them? Like like I've heard about, you know, if you if you have a car, you know, park near, you know, like a gym or something like that where you can use their shower and stuff. What, what suggestions would you you give them if there is no other choice? There's no other choice than they have to. I mean, if they're blessed enough to have a car, the car is at least safe. You can sleep in the car. That's that's that's. They're very blessed to have a car if they do have a car. And there's so many kids in America today. San Diego State University. Ten percent of the students at San Diego State now are homeless. They're living in their car or they're couch surfing. Okay, and they're getting their, their degrees, but they financially can't afford it. And for whatever reason, they're in their cars or on you know whatever. But what I would tell someone to do if they were had to leave the house. Um, I would ask them to Google because they can go to a library for free and get on the internet. So that the first thing is find a library and go on there. You can explore Google what organizations in our community are working with homeless youth and give them a call and they can help you. Their case management can help you tremendously get you the resources that you need because, you know, these kids need resources. We, we have, um, uh, last that's last year alone, we saw 603 youth. Okay. That's a lot of kids. And we got them, you know, we got them, uh, medical insurance, Medicaid, we get them psychological services. Uh, they need mental health services. And that's very important because a lot of these kids come from such trauma before being on the streets, when they're on the streets, it's even more compounded. So they really benefit from help from mental health specialists. You know, they need, many different things, including housing. And so we get them that and, and, and organizations in Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, all over the country now have shelters for homeless transitional age youth, 17 to 25. They don't usually like to be with adults because the adults will rape them. They'll beat them. They'll take advantage of them. And, you know, and, and they, they like to stay away from them. So they like to stay with their, their age group if possible. It's a lot safer for them. Right. Okay. Well, now you guys, you guys go out and uh, you know you've got a a crew, I'll call it, that goes out and hits the streets. I think twice a week, if if I was correct in what I was reading, uh, you know, to talk to these kids. How receptive are they? You know, that's a great question, uh, Jeff. Um, firstly, we go out on the street four days a week. Four days. Okay. We, we've expanded because of COVID. Since COVID, everything has changed. Okay. Um, and since COVID, we've been on the streets four days a week. And what we've done is. And, and trust is everything. We initially had a, an, a, an award-winning music and art program for 18 years that we saw 8,100 students, youth, you know, the homeless youth in our program. But once COVID happened, we had to stop that program. And we still said, you know, we have to work and help these kids. They still need the resources. And so we came up with a very bright poster, which um, I wish you could see, but it's a bright poster and it lists all our resources. We put them up all over the city. We put them around where there's inexpensive restaurants, Burger King, you know, McDonald's, et cetera. We put them around where the libraries are, where bathrooms are, where kids are going to congregate, you know, when they are going to use, and they see these posters. 
and they start reading them. Oh, I can get a free, you know, counter, I can get a free uh, phone, computer, etc. And they start calling us, and we answer very quickly. And it's our response time since COVID that really is winning them over. And they start trusting us quickly because 24-7, they can call us at 1 in the morning. Our case manager will pick up the phone, okay? And when they get that kind of quickness that we will, if we're on the phone speaking to a youth, within 20 minutes, we'll get back to them. They're not used to that. And so that's the beginning of them starting to trust us. Then we also come through with our word. We ask them, "Can we? is it okay if we assess you? We don't know what you need until we assess you because every kid is different. And so if you allow us to assess you, we'll ask you a bunch of questions and then we can suggest things that you might be benefit from. And so many of them say, okay, and, and, you know, I need, uh, you know, I need, I need my ID card. I can't go and find a job unless I have an ID card, you know? So we'll actually say, we'll meet you in the morning. We'll meet you at nine o'clock in the morning. We actually show up at nine o'clock in the morning and take them to wherever we need to take them to get their, different identifications that they need, et cetera. And by doing it and showing up when we say we're going to show up, by picking up the phone quickly, by coming through with our word, they start trusting us. And then when we get results of these youth, they tell their friends, doors of change, you can go to these people, they will help you. And so that's how we've actually helped 2,800 kids get housing and get off the streets. Uh, and, and that's a lot of youth that we've helped. Well, yeah, because you're you're really just talking about one area, yeah. Right, right. You know, and, and this is this is you know, like we said, this is a national problem. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, just to give our viewers an idea, the, this organization is called Doors of Change. Um, so, can you tell them a little bit about what you guys are doing now? I mean, you've you've secured some really big names in entertainment to help spread awareness on this issue. Yes. Yes. You know. Trust is everything. Trust for the youth is everything because unless they trust you, they will not ask for help. And so our number one thing is to get gain trust quickly. And once they do, they ask more and more and more. And, uh, you know, first I only need a phone. Okay. Then you get in the phone. It's like, okay, but what about, you know, this and that and that? And we start delving in different areas. Like, yeah, I need that also. And so we help them. And the same thing with musicians, the same thing with celebrities. They don't trust anybody either because they've been taken advantage of everybody. They've been lied to and taken advantage of. And so Billy Joel was the first angel that trusted me 22 and a half years ago. And he said, I love your vision. I like your passion that you want to help these kids. I'll sign a keyboard for you. And he did. And within three months, he started touring with Elton John. And he told Elton John what he did. And Elton John said, um, I wouldn't be, I'd be okay to be with them also and help them. I'll send a keyboard also. So having the two of these megastars that actually endorse doors of change, that this is a good organization that you can trust. They're literally doing what they say they're going to do. They have a mission and a vision that we love. We're starting to see the results. That opened the floodgates out so that, you know, the Rolling Stones, Bruce Springsteen, Carlos Santana, Joe Cocker, Aretha Franklin, James Taylor, many, many, many others said, you know something, if it's okay for those guys, I will trust this organization. And every year we'd send them, you know, articles in the paper that were written about us. We sent them videos of the kids speaking about what it does and how this has helped them. And they, again, the more they trust you, the more they want to help you. And Elton John and Billy Joel now have signed between the two of them 10 keyboards for us. Wow. Yes. And I mean, B.B. King probably of anybody helped us more than anybody because B.B. would meet with me for 11 years, twice a year. Uh, I showed him articles in the paper. Uh, I he, Two times he met me, he had a fever. It was like 1130 at night. I said, B.B., you're 81 years old. What the hell are you meeting me for? You should be sleeping right now. And he said, I want to help these kids. And I said, you know, would you be OK if we honored you after the second time that he had a fever and this and within a two year period? I said, could we honor you? I want the world to know that you've been a huge angel for these homeless kids. And we did. We honored them at San Diego State in front of 4,000 people. And there were six national headliners that came to honor him and to come for our organization. And, you know, it gets the word out. Because if you can get the word out and educate our community, any community in the United States, most people say, I, I had no idea of the severity of these kids that are on the streets that are homeless. You don't see them. 
because they look like normal kids. They're very proud. You know, they have a Gucci shirt on. It's the only thing that they have, but they have, you know, a gold chain. They, they, they're very proud. It's not like the old bag people that we, when we grew up with, you know, you see the people you know, with the carts and everything. These, mm. pe- these kids are very proud, um, but they, they're homeless and they need help. So uh, answer your question, we're blessed to have, you know, many, many celebrities, um, you know, in the last year and a half now, um, Lucy Arnaz, Lucille Ball's uh, daughter, and Anson Williams, Potsy on Happy Days, who just are celebrating their 50th anniversary this year, have both done multiple interviews with me. And again, people like, wow, Potsy's involved. You know, Anson Williams likes us. This must be okay. And so it just helps us with credibility, with trust, to get the word out. Because again, if people are touched by this and they say, you know, I, I never know, I don't know who to trust. I don't know what organization to give to. There's In San Diego, there's about 9,000 nonprofits. So who do I trust? And right. by trusting in Doors of Change, go to doorsofchange.org. You can see the videos of the kids speaking. You'll see this is real. You'll go and see many of the musicians that are involved with us and, and you know, some of the celebrities. But it just shows people that when you, you know, when you give a, a donation, what the ripple effect of that donation is doing, you're literally saving these kids' lives. Right. Can I ask you a tough question? Sure. Uh, because, you know, I mean, my wife and I, we do a lot of donating to different organizations you sure. know, in my area. Um, and what bothers me the most about some of these larger ones is the percentage of the donation that actually goes yep. to where it's supposed to. Yep. So I'm going to ask that question. What percentage of my donation to Doors of Change will actually go to help these kids? A minimum of 70%. And that's very that's a very good percentage because we have a lot of staff to help these kids. You know. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And so, but I, you know, you know, because some of them, like you know, March of Dimes, it's like ten percent. Yes, yeah. Susan G. Coleman, it's like forty percent goes to where you want it to go. Sixty percent is spent on you know. It's crazy. You want your money to go where you, where you're putting it, and that's why seventy or more percentage for the last 22 years now goes to where you want it to go. And that's why, thank God, people have helped Doors of Change because they know that, you know, it's going to where they intend it to go. And they see the results every year of the kids when they speak at our concerts. We have concerts every year, big concerts. This year, Casey and the Sunshine Band is going to headline. You know, we're going to have 1,500 people there. Last year, we had Ben Harper. The year before that, we had Three Dog Night. year before, they had Los Lobos. Every concert we have between 1,000 and 1,500 people, people listen to one of the kids speak at the concert and they tell their story and it blows people's minds of going from the streets. One of our kids this past year just graduated law school. Wow. She was on the streets from 12 to 16 years old and Doors of Change gave her the vehicle to be able to learn how to make jewelry. And she made that jewelry for 15 years as she put herself through community college, she went to Santa, uh, UC Santa Barbara, graduated magna cum laude. And then she said, you know something? I want to help more kids. They need attorneys to be able to represent them, to help them, you know? And so she went to law school and she literally graduated law school this year. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Well, so we just, we just had a comment pop up that I wanted to uh, get down sure. to. Yeah, where are doors of change locations in Texas? And that gets back to one, you know a little while ago that we were talking about you basically San Diego area. Yes. Um, is there a way if somebody wanted to to start a Doors of Change organization in another state? You know, it, it takes so much work in your own community alone. Um, we are have helped other communities. We've helped Philadelphia. We've helped Buffalo, New York, where I'm from, and Chicago actually mentor some of these programs and share with them what we do. They're going to have to do everything, but we'll share with them what our success formula is. It's not, it's not a private thing. We want to get it out because we want more kids to get help. And so they're just going to have to do the work. So if there's a a place in Texas, let's say in Austin, Texas, that wants to get in touch with this, we'll share with them. This is what we do. And we found it very successful to do these certain things. Then they are going to have to do that in their community and there's many good organizations, especially with homeless youth. That's the, you know, I mean, you're talking about the future of the country. These are the kids that if we don't get these kids off the streets, 
They're going to be like the 30, the 40, the 50, the 60 year olds that you see that are homeless for many, many years that aren't able to get off the streets. Do you know that that age group that we deal with now, the transitional age kids, it's the most, not only is it the most underserved of the homeless population because they're thought of as adults, they don't need it, but they're the most successful of breaking the cycle of homelessness of any age group. That's the key. If you give them a little hand up, you know why? They haven't been on the streets that long. They haven't been so emotionally, you know, messed up, uh, mental illness, drug addiction, or, or 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 alcohol abuse that they still can get off the streets if you give them help before their feet are cemented into the ground. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yep. You know, I think that you know at that age, I think what they need the most is guidance, guidance and assistance. Yeah. Yeah. We give you them know. mentorship. And we mentor these kids save. When they have jobs, I tell them all the time, you have to save whatever you make. Percentage it always save. One of our kids, Matthew, he was homeless at 17 years old because his dad used to beat the hell out of him, sexually abused him. And he said, if it happened again, I was going to kill my father. And I had to leave the house. And he got into the shelter we were working with. And, um, you know, I worked with him for many years and mentoring him about the importance of saving. He saved over $20,000. He got himself through college, graduated with double degree in computer science and engineering. He's making over $100,000 in Northern California. He's got a one-year-old now. He's a great citizen. He's a great role model. And again, it was a hand up that we gave him. Now he's a role model that gives hope to others that you can do the same. Right, right. I actually, I believe um, that we have a video that was sent to us um, from Harlan. Yes, it's excellent. Um, that, that we would like to play. But I just want to say to everybody that's watching, uh, you can check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And you can find out all the information on Doors of Change in those show notes. Yeah. Doorsofchange.org. Yep. Okay. So, Leo, if yep. you want to fire that away. The thing that made me leave home when I was 12 that was so bad was my new stepfather. He started to abuse me physically, emotionally, mentally, would call me names, drag me by my hair, hit me, kick me. He was basically torturing me. On the streets is quite difficult and near impossible to trust people really because they were always looking out for themselves. I had to do the same, look out for myself. The longest time period I didn't eat for was probably like three days. I was chain smoking cigarettes for warmth. I figured the heat from the smoke, you know, would keep me warm for the night. I slept in a lot of crazy places. I would sleep like on park benches and parks. I slept on the beach a lot. I eventually had a tent. Well, there was one night I slept in a dumpster on top of a piece of cardboard. Thankfully, it wasn't trash day. I was able to sleep in front of anybody, no matter what. It was like, hey, if they kill me, they kill me. You know, if they would try to rob me, they robbed me. It's like, that's just what it was. I would perform in the streets to get some money. I would just do tricks with a soccer ball. The toughest thing about being homeless is the loss of hope and trying to hold on to that. I first heard of Doors of Change through outreach. Jeff was walking around doing outreach. We're going on outreach, which we've done now for 18 years, twice a week, trying to find homeless kids between the age primarily of 16 to 25. When we find them, we ask them if they'd like to come to a music and arts program. They get free music lessons, free art, free dinners, free food, free clothes, case management, whatever they would like. We've seen now over 7,300 visits now in six years. The staff of Doors of Change are kind. They're always in a great mood. They're always asking to help anyway. It's really nice. It feels like a family. Doors have changed has helped me because I was homeless at 17 because my biological dad got involved and he punched me in the face uh, repeatedly. And now I'm about to graduate from college, computer engineering. Homeless, degree. <laughs> 
pretty, pretty clear line. <laughs> it's really important that people that are able to donate to Doors of Change can provide the financial support that we need to continue to provide opportunities for these kids, whether it be music instruments, referrals, life skills, you know, anything that they need help with. They need a lot of support and even if it's just five dollars, I mean really anything can help these kids. And the bigger the donation, the more children are going to end up with opportunities like me that they can make something of themselves and make an impact in this world and that's why it's so important that we have donors they really make the whole organization run wow wow <laughs> yeah. yeah wow that that's that was uh them that was in that had some impact totally and just just a reminder everybody watching links are in the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listening to us uh you know a link to doorsofchange.org and uh all the information as well yeah we actually have a brand new video we just put out that's on our website now that is uh is it it as a powerful not more powerful than what you saw uh and um it, it's you know it's wonderful that when we educate people that had no clue and they say i get it i see it and i i, I see that you're making a difference you know what can i do uh, and especially with the economy how diff difficult it is for many people right now with what's going on we actually trademarked the name angel team the california angels gave us permission to trademark angel team they have never given it to any other organization because it had to do with homeless youth our attorney almost fell off his chair when they said yes but we trademarked it and we have an angel team. So let's say for $11 a month or $18 a month or $30 a month that you will get auto pay taken out of your credit card, you can be an angel team member. And even though it's only $18 a month, if 500 people do $18 a month, that's enough money so we can hire a part-time person to help more kids. And so it makes sense that, you know, whatever anybody can give, know that it is going to help these kids have a better life that we can be examples for other communities we've already helped four other communities right now we'll help more we have no problem with that and wherever you're living if you are homeless go and google who in your area does works with homeless kids we only work with homeless youth 12 to 17. Um, there's adults that are homeless there's vets that are homeless there's families that are homeless but the niche that we work with to me is the most important because they didn't want to be homeless. They had no choice other than to be homeless. And we can get them to have a better life. With, they're going to have to work hard, right. but they can't have a better life with hard work. And you yeah, can go it sounds like it sounds like most of them they run from pain. Sure, that's why they end up homeless. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, literally, literally, Justine, who you saw. Her mom's boyfriend used to beat her up, drag her by her hair, and then started taking her clothes off when she was 12 years old. She left at 12 years old for the streets. She shaved her head, looked like a guy, went into a trench coat so she looked like a guy to protect herself and joined a gang. And that was safer to be in the gang than was be at her mom's house with her boyfriend. It's sickening. But she was not on the streets for four years until she was 16 years old. When I met her, she almost... She tried to commit suicide twice when I met her, and she was so depressed, she wouldn't even look at me for two, two, two months in the eyes. And now look at her. Now she's a graduate of law school. Wow. Yeah. So people can make a difference. And I tell people, if you're touched by this and you don't take action, you haven't helped anything. You know right. what I mean? There's, it's, a, it's a waste. But if you're active and you say, listen, I want to do something. I can give 10 bucks. That's great. Whatever people can give, we appreciate it. If you're local, if you live in the San Diego area, come to our concert once a year. You know, be there because the kids will speak at the concert and it blows people away. Uh, and, and, and every year we have good concerts. And Casey and the Sunshine Band on July 27th, it's going to be at the UCSD, has a new amphitheater on campus. It's phenomenal. We'll have 1,500 people there and they're going to be dancing their brains out for two hours having fun, hearing the homeless kids speak, and knowing that 100% of the dollars that they 
buy the ticket, 100% is going to get kids off the streets. All of our underwriters, our sponsors, underwrite all the costs. So 100% of all ticket sales will literally fund getting kids off the streets. Wow. Now, do you yeah. um, do you try to work with like uh, local hotels and stuff like that, even if it's as a temporary place to get these kids off the street? Sure, that's a great question, Jeff. We actually, one of the things that really helped COVID, you know, you make the best out of COVID. It was a bad situation, but you, you see, what can we do to help more? And we actually, we, we formed 67 partnerships with different organizations in our community. Several of them have housing. And so we have one of the places is like 60 beds, all right? They have three different buildings that have beds in them. And so we're partners with these organizations. We call them, our case managers call them, and they're such good skilled that they make appropriate referrals. If a kid, you know, that might be gay in there in this one, then you have some that has a drug addiction, we'll go to this one. Some that has alcohol addiction, we'll go to this one. So we, they actually, you know, place them in where the best place for that individual kid would be, they're going to get the best results then. The worst thing is if you have a bad placement, within two days they're gone. Mm. And that doesn't help anybody. But because when they get a placement from Doors of Change, they know it's an appropriate referral. And that's why we're so blessed that one of the ways we've done this is by partnering with many organizations that have different specialties, mental health, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, you know, that have housing, all different things that will help these kids. We partner with because we're not in competition with them. We want to get the best results for these kids. Okay. Now, do, do you work Sorry. with, um, uh, you know, local families? I mean, there are any families that actually, you know, would take some of these kids into their homes? Or are the kids not receptive to that? We, you have to be specialized, know what you're doing with these kids. I mean, okay. these kids are on survival mode. And you just can't, let's say, open your house and you can come in because you might have all your stuff ripped off from you. You don't know who these kids are. But right. if they go to specialized centers that know what they do and they have case management that actually okay. work with them and get them the resources for mental health, you know, for, for job placement, to be able to get them trades. Like the California Conservation Corps is one of our partners. They actually pay for them to learn one of six trades, carpentry work, you know, uh, rest, salmon restoration of the fish, uh, uh, actually to be like a um, go out in, in the land and, and be like a forest ranger, that kind of thing. All these things that they'll teach them and they'll pay them while they're learning full time. And so or Job Corps is another one of our one of our partners. So right. we want to get these kids to be self-sufficient. One thing is getting him off the street. The second thing is keeping him off the street. Right, right, right. So what's um, the average time frame from when you first, uh, you know, meet some, you know, meet one of these kids to when they're self-sufficient? Good question. That's a great question. And again, it's all over the board. But I, will I, figured, you, I figured it was. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you that when I went on outreach for the first time 22 and a half years ago and a kid opened up and spoke. I never knew there were homeless kids in our community. I just wanted to go and help kids. And someone said, go and see how they get kids off the streets. This kid opened up and spoke for 15, 20 minutes nonstop. She was 18 years old. I said, what an old soul this kid is. When she left, the outreach worker's jaws dropped down. They said, that's the first time she's spoken to us in six months. We've been giving her food, clothing, everything. She would not open up. This is the first time she opened up. So the first thing is you have to open up and they have to trust you. Okay, once they trust you from then on, it depends on how motivated they are to help themselves. You know, some kids, you know, go slow, some kids go fast. It just depends on how motivated they are that they want to get have a better life. They have to work hard. This is not easy. So they I'm, sure, I'm sure there's those that run. Oh yeah, sure. But they might come back though. They'll run and all of a sudden they'll come back six months later and go, you know, I decided I wanted to be in this. You just never know. We're very stable. You have to be stable with these kids. They know that when they come to you, you're going to be authentic. You're not going to judge them. You're going to be loving to them. You're going to be, you know, not not judge them. Like I said, and, and you accept every kind of kid. Doesn't matter if they're straight, green, blue, white. It doesn't matter what they are. You accept them, and and they know that when they with doors of change, they're going to get a staff that is just just open to help when you want help. And so, and everybody's life is different. They might not, they might say had a bad accident and they but might've been, you know, taken advantage of and it might take them six months to say, I'm, I want to get help now. 
that's okay. That's up to them. But we're there for them when they want us. But now these posters, by having our number on it and our Facebook stuff on it, they contact us and say, I want help. That's a whole different ballgame now because they're right. coming to us asking to help for help. Doorsatchange.org. If you're interested in getting more information, um, this is a, a way that you can truly help a young person have a, a chance to have a better life through hard work and um, give them an opportunity. It's not their fault that their parents are screwed up. That's why we never work with the parents. You can't help the parents. You have to just help the kid. Mm, right. Yeah, all that makes that makes sense. Yep. Yep. So I wanted to ask you um, in a lot of the stuff that I was looking at, it's doors of change slash photo charity. Uh -huh. What's the what's the photo <laughs> charity? So when I started this, I, I happened to be a physical therapist by profession and I had a I practiced for 18 years. I had a spinal cord injury and I had to stop practicing my therapy. I had a 17 employees that worked for me. I had a successful practice. And within a second, boom, my life changed. And um, I didn't know what to call it. And my photos, I'm an award-winning photographer, and that's how Billy Joel remembered me initially through my photography. So I figured, you know, photos are the glue to get me together with these, you know, these celebrities and these musicians. And that's how it started with my photos. So I okay. called it photo charity. But after a while, people said, how does photos have to do with the homeless? So we decided to change it to doors of change, which makes a lot more sense of what we do. Okay, that answered that question. Yeah. Yep. Right. Great question. Okay. There are you know, no bad questions. Mean, people have questions, by the way. They can always go to our website, doorsofchange.org, and we have several, you know, different videos there that they can hear the kids speak. They can hear their questions. There, there's there's interviews on there and stuff like that. And then if they have questions, they can write them down and we'll answer their questions. Or if they want to get in touch with us and say, "How can I help?" I'm in Southern California. You know, how can I help? Or I'm in, you know, I'm in Oregon. I'm in, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, wherever. And I tell them, go and make a donation online is the number one way you can help. Because we are literally, we had a, a meeting today of hiring a new case manager. We're so busy right now. We have two full-time case managers. They're seeing 124 youth right now. We need a third case manager. That's a great problem. You know, I mean, yeah, that's a good problem to have. We need we need to raise, you know, sixty thousand dollars to be able to have a full time new case manager to help more kids have a better life. Or better yet, find some people that can volunteer their time. Then yeah. you can take the, you can take the donations and put it in other places where it's more needed. That's correct. Right. So I am rolling the uh, the uh, website down the bottom of the ticker right now, folks. Thank Just, you. You know. Like I said before, it is in the show notes up above. Um, I believe the Facebook page and all that is also up there. Um, but just if, you know, if you can help them, it's right there. And, and I think when you see the interviews on TV of these kids or you hear their speeches, you'll see this is real stuff. This isn't scripted stuff. This is real stuff. And, and, and again, it gives people hope that you're, you can really make a difference. You know, you can help and get these kids to a, a better life so they can be the role models to give hope to others. Because these kids don't believe they can get off the streets. They don't have right. hope. They don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. But when they see Matthew get off, and they see Justine get off, and they see, you know, Tyler get off, and they see all these different Joseph, all these kids that work with us that actually raise the level of their of their whole life. It's like, wow. It gives them, like, maybe I can do that also. Right, right. 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 That's a great question from Carrie too. I don't yeah, know if you I can saw see that. that on yep. your screen. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Carrie is asking, uh, when you have younger kids, like 12-year-olds, uh, do you work to get them placed in some form of foster care? That's a great question. Number one, there are two levels when you're working with the youth, from 12 to, to, to 17, and then 17 to 25. The 12 to 17-year-olds, um, there's a lot more funding for them. There's a lot of a, a good support uh, that, that are state support, county support for the young kids. And so, yes, they it, it, a lot of our kids are street kids. They don't even qualify for foster care because now they're 18 or over and they never were in the foster system or they got out of the foster system and they can't, haven't gotten back in time. So they're not foster kids. But the younger kids can be in the foster system. 
but there's the 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 group like in 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 San Diego called Storefront. It's the only shelter for 12 to 17 year olds. We were their largest private donor for 10 years. We helped them with our our program. We actually instituted them our our uh, award winning taking music and art to the streets program in their shelters for 10 years. Then we moved that on the streets. But it's um so in every city you're going to have uh, 12 to 17 year olds and 17 to 25 year old, two different age groups of working with youth. Okay, and I think the, you know, your, your young 20 year olds kind of get overlooked. They really do. And I'll tell you, you know? something. that's the age group though, that they really, you know, can break this. Cause that's extremely difficult to get off the streets. If you're on the streets for five or more years, it's very difficult. You're cemented, the drug use, the alcohol use, you know, the mental illness, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And they, and it, it's almost impossible to get them off and to get them, you know, to break the cycle of homelessness. But you can with these younger, younger youth. So important. Yeah. Great. Wow. I really appreciate you allowing me to, you know, edu the education of our communities in America today. If people really realize the severity of this, it, it's really a truly an epidemic because it's a right. whole age range that is being lost right now to, you know, 4 million kids in our country are, are homeless right now. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's, that's the next that's generation. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. No, no, I didn't realize it until I got the information. Yes. You know, and I was going to say one more thing too. If someone likes memorabilia, we are blessed that we have um, raised a lot of money in memorabilia over the years. And we have stuff on our website right now that, you know, famous people have signed and that you can buy it and, you know, write it off. But more importantly, you look at it and you know that this is saving kids' lives. Most people that buy our, our, our memorabilia never play it. But it reminds them that they're making a difference in helping these kids get off streets. And right now we've got like uh, Steve Martin's got a signed banjo that's on there. Uh, and a bunch of other people have got stuff that you can go to the website and it shows you which ones are available. I can oh, see okay. Leo, Leo's already looking at the website. Doorsofchange.org. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I'm already thinking of people that could donate something like that. Yeah, I was too. I was too. We're actually going to be with um, some people coming up real soon. Wonderful. If they're well known and they oh, go to our right. website and see who's on our website, you know, who we work with, like it's like, okay, this is safe. We would yeah. love to have more memorabilia because again, we can then raise more money to hire right, this right. manager sooner than later. We need to expand, keep helping these kids because it's working. And so let's together as a, as a community of our country come together and support things that are working that are getting these results. No, yep. no, see, Leo, Leo found it real fast. Yeah. So, no, okay. Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's involved. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's some, there's some people that I will be talking to that can, uh, uh, can help with this kind of stuff right here. But you know, this is great. And if anybody's got the money, it's wonderful. But even to be a, a, on the angel team for 18 bucks a month, Right, you know, right, right. A little donation. If if people hear this and say, I can afford 18 bucks a month, you know, I can afford eleven dollars a month. Eleven is angels, one one is angels, eighteen means life. So those are two big numbers that we use that you know for eighteen dollars or eleven dollars, you know, again, it, you don't even know what's coming out of your savings because it's you know, it's hundred and thirty-two dollars a year, let's say. But it makes a difference if a thousand people do it. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I'm going to reiterate that information is in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. The reason I'm reiterating that is because this does get ripped down and go to podcast. So this will go on 19 podcast platforms at the end of the week. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, not only that, we're running live on 24 platforms worldwide right now. So. Well, I'm sorry that we couldn't see the video, but you know something? They can hear this, and that's all that matters. And they see the, you know, go to the website to see our new video. It, and if you can do it now and play it now, it's powerful. It's right at the top of the website. And it's is that, different. Is that something you can share, Leo? Or? Uh, working on it. Okay. Really? And thank you guys really for 
letting this get out so that people are become aware of this? Oh, no, you don't have to thank us for that. I mean, one of the reasons why we started this show, um, what, four, five years ago, um, was to bring inspirational stories out, I guess you could say. Um, it just kind of converted itself to a lot of actors and actresses and people that we have met over, over the years. But every time we can find a story like this, it, it's something that we feel has to be shown. Yeah. We, you know? we feel so blessed to have, you know, people like, um, well, Jerry Seinfeld, have mm -hmm. people like Billy Crystal, have people like Robin Williams who supported us um, signed a mem memoir to us. We, we got $3,600 for, our, I'll never forget, for our auction with, with uh, his, you know, and to have these wonderful, uh, Rolling Stones sent me two Stratocasters, their own Stratocasters. Yep. We raised $62,000 of those Stratocasters. And again, that funds a case manager right there, mm -hmm. you know? So we need more and more help because we're getting results and we can getting these kids off the streets and so they can be productive citizens. Right. Right. Yeah. And have a good life. Yeah. I have that uh, video. It's uh, I'll be able to play it in just five seconds here. Hopefully we'd love your Three. feedback on it. Cause it's brand new. Three. Yeah. Come on, waiting for it to load. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I, I already got it yeah. downloaded. Yeah, you gotta load it. Here gotta we go. It. Here we go. I was homeless because originally I ran away when I was 12 because my stepfather was abusing me and I was afraid that the abuse would continue to escalate as it was and I just figured it might be best for me to leave that environment. I was homeless because my mom was addicted to drugs. She would spend our money or she wouldn't make any money. She would spend it on, on narcotics, so we lost our apartment. I was homeless because my mom was going through a lot of mental challenges. She decided to move to Texas when I was 16. I was still in high school. I had no idea what to do. So I had a car and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna thug it out in my car and <laughs> do my best. I was homeless because I was facing physical and sexual violence at home. My father had been abusing me for years. I just didn't feel like I was safe uh, and it was better for me to leave rather than do anything that I would end up regretting later. The Homeless Youth Advocacy Program came out of COVID because we had to shut down our award-winning music and art program of 18 years. We had to think out of the box of what we can do to reach these youth during this pandemic. And so we started doubling the amount of outreach workers that went on the streets to find the youth. We started putting up posters that actually listed what we do, what they can get help with, and our telephone number and Facebook page. And the youth started calling by the droves. Outreach certainly is the initial key part of our program, but certainly the case managers in communicating with them is critical because especially if we're in an outreach moment where youth is willing to sit down and call the case manager, it's important they pick up the phone. We have small windows of opportunities. So we have two case managers that are very committed and very uh, aware of their phone. And when a call comes in, they answer. Doors of Change is different than other organizations. I think in the fact that they're very hands-on, they're very active, they're very caring. I think, you know, it's very obvious that they love what they do and they do it for the purpose of helping people. It's not just another paycheck. It's not just another job. It's very wholehearted and us, you know, like the people they're helping, we feel that, I, I feel that. Our success with placement and housing is we address the mental illness first. Because honestly, if you get them good mental health, get them to admit they need mental health and support them, they will find good jobs and they'll keep the jobs. They will stay in the housing that we provide for them. In 2022, we were able to house 349 youth, which was a record-breaking 188 more than the previous year. The donors have the most power to help these kids because it all comes down to money. Without the money, we can't provide these resources. These kids need case managers. They need people that are gonna help them put their lives back together. If you're a donor and you're looking to help an organization, Doors of Change is the place to go because 
they are active, they say and do as they say they are going to do. They genuinely work from the heart and to give your money to people who are working with the youth and they're doing it because they love to help people, that's, that's the world I want to live in. The success stories make me smile because I think of the youth when they were when I first met them and where they are now, sometimes 20 years later. This is right when I was getting on my feet and turning 18 and succeeding, starting to succeed. Yeah, it's, this, is a, this is a cool feeling. It's uh, 18 years ago and where I'm at now. Doors of Change has helped me really just kind of get my life on track. You know, the other organization helped me get housed, but that's kind of where it ended. Doors of Change really put their best foot forward and was like, this is what's next. This is, what are your goals? You know, where are you trying to head? And they've been pushing me on that same track and making sure that I stay on that track. We're small and we're grassroots, and that, frankly, that's what attracts me to Doors of Change. We don't have sort of a bureaucracy to go through. Uh, we, can we can respond quickly and urgently, and that to me is part of the success. And I, I love the smallest because we're small and mighty. Love is one word to describe Doors of Change. Wow. Mm. Now, Speechless. have you, have you um, had any of the, uh, the youth over the years come back and want to work with Doors of Change? Yes, we have. We actually, we do right now. Elliot has been with us for three years. And when we met him, he was living in a tree. And he lived in a tree for nine months. Uh, he actually put a hammock basically way up in a tree and lived way up in the tree for nine months. And now, and then he got into our uh, music and art program. He originally you know, played it. And then he actually started teaching the program, and now he's been doing outreach for the last three years. So he's one of, part of our staff. Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. We only have about four minutes left with this amazing gentleman. Um, we're already over normal time, but we're gonna we're gonna run it out the the, the rest of the time. So, um, any last questions in the chat that you want to ask? Now's the time. Uh, remember, doorsofchange.org is where you can go. It's also in the show notes up above or down below. So I'm, I'm glad you uh, you're getting that down pat, Ben. Well, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of show. We do a lot of shows. I mean, we do one a week, 180 something episodes now. Um, but this is one of those shows where that is a must that we have to we have to push those totally those links for people, especially people that are going to watch us later. Or listen to it on the podcast side of things. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the live show. It's about what transpires after all of this. Yeah. So now have uh, have you noticed the the problem getting worse over the last couple of years? I mean, you hear uh, like like with the housing costs and, you know, how um, uh, these Airbnbs are, you know, sucking up all the available homes and everything. Do you see? You know, especially also with um, the economy the way it is, uh, do you see the problem getting worse? I, I think we do. Um, I think that, um, again, everything has changed since COVID because since COVID now, the kids are spread out. They used to be more in clumps together. And when we had our music and our program, we would see any anywhere up to 40 kids in a class. That's a lot of homeless kids at one time together. Now, it's hardly we hardly ever see kids because they're hidden. They're there still but they're more underground. They don't want to be together because they're afraid if they, you know, COVID is still going on around right now. And if they get COVID, they could die because they have very bad immune systems and they're not vaccinated. So the combination of that and being on the streets for a while, they really can get sick. So they kind of, you know, spread out. And we see more and more kids are homeless because of the economy, like you're saying. And, you know, um, right now this year, 2,600 kids have been evaluated by case managers throughout our, our community as documented 17 to 25 year olds. There's probably another thousand two that have not been documented, you know? So we're talking 20, 26 is the minimum up to maybe 4,000 kids in our community alone 
And that's like that in many places in the country because there's 4 million kids on the streets. So it is getting worse. Um, I think as rates go up, you know, with, with rent and uh, people lose their jobs and, you know, that kind of thing, it's, it's definitely added to that for sure. Um, and also LGBTQ plus, I can't believe when I started this, it was a problem and it's even more of a problem now where kids are getting kicked out because they're gay and their parents throw them out. I just, I could never understand that. No, no, no. Well, now do you think that, um, just because of the way the world is and the way the world has been for the last few years that the tolerance of parents is a lot less these days? You know, I, I don't know that. All I know is that there's a lot of abuse going on. And thank God that these kids, they say, I can't take it anymore. You know, I'm not going to get abused. I'm not going to get, you know, physically molested or beaten or taken advantage of, verbally abused, et cetera. And so they leave. Uh, and they just think they're going to, you know, only be on the streets for a couple of days, but they end up being on the streets for a couple of years sometimes. Um, so I think that, you know, there's a lot of issues with parents. That's why we really never um, work with the parents because they're, they're not going to change. Usually you have to help the kid on how to be self-sufficient, how to do it on your own and teaching the skills, give them the, give them the trades that they can learn so they make money. So they can, you know, be successful and be self-productive. It sounds like these parents should be prosecuted. Uh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. That's why I'm, I'm just so appreciative of you, um, going through this with people. And if, again, if people are touched, go to doorsofchange.org, look at the interviews, see around, and then take an take action. Whether you join the angel team, whether you buy memorabilia, whether you give $20, $100, $5, $1,000, whatever is great. Whatever you can give, it's a get to. You don't have to do anything, but you get to because you know that you've seen enough now to know that we're getting results with these kids. And thank God that, that people trusted us. Because we could have been shysters, you know what I mean? It's hard to know who to trust today. Right, but right. God, uh, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I you have one one reputation. If you screw it up, you're dead. So you always, you know, you do, you come through with your word, you have integrity, and that's what we do in Doors of Change. And when we say we're going to do something, we do it. And thank God people have trusted us 22 and a half years later. Amazing. And if, if, if you want to start working, if you, if you live in a different state, if you live in a different city, and you want to get involved with Doors of Change in your area, just go to doorsofchange.org and reach out to them and they can help guide you. Yeah. And Google homeless shelter and whatever area you're in, and you're going to get things that are going to come up and talk to them and see how you can help them in your community. Right. Right. Well, so we are, uh, we are a little over time here and I know Leo has another show, so we should probably uh, wrap this up. Yeah, well, Ralph. Yeah, totally. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. You know me, you know how to find me, but more importantly, you know, check out Doors of Change. Information is shown us up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Um, Jeffrey, uh, but, uh, uh, wrong Jeffrey. <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, so Doors of Change, and you said that or that or. Dot org and uh, people can contact you through the Facebook page as well. Yeah, yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, mostly on Facebook, uh, and uh, but uh, the website will give you a lot of information. And um, I just am appreciative of you listening, and uh, and hopefully you'll take action so we can get more kids a better life for themselves. Right. Right. Awesome. Jeffrey, the other Jeffrey, <laughs> the other Jeffrey. Yeah, I want to I, I want to thank Jeff for uh, for coming on and, and sharing this. Sorry. <laughs> I know I know how hard it can be. Benjamin. So, yeah, um, definitely check out doors of folks. You know, it, they're a. Uh, they're doing amazing things in their community out there. Um, if, if you missed the show, go back and watch the beginning of it. You'll understand what we're talking about. As far as us, you know how to find us. It's stilltoking.com, Facebook page, Instagram. It's all out there. 
it's in the show notes as well as doorsofchange.org. Want to thank Jeffrey for coming out and sharing his story tonight. Um, very, very powerful. You know, we, um, we, we, we enjoy sharing these types of stories. To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Hey!